Maxwell, g'day. Hello. Great to see you. And also so you. To you. No, you're using that too much, Davos. I'm it's sorry. just for Friday. I'm sorry. You can use it tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday. It certainly is. Mm. Or whatever day it is for you listening to this mm, podcast. Good point. Good point. Snuck up on me Friday. I felt like today was Wednesday for some reason. Yeah. That's fun then. That's always a good, good way you. around. Yeah. It's van- fantastic. Mm. It's worse when it's the other way around. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. me. That's Idiots. me. That's mm. where I'm at this stage. Mm-hmm. You thought today was Thursday? It's been going very slowly this week. Oh. Mm. I don't know why, but this week's felt fast you for me. You must be having fun. That's good. Why don't we get a scientist on to talk about it? Because it, it always comes up, doesn't it? Like yeah, why stage. time goes fast and slow at certain times and yeah. things. And the days whatnot. are long, the years are quick, which is very true when you're looking after kids, especially when yeah. it's like all day in there or complaining. You're like, oh, this is going to last forever. Mm. But then I look and I'm like, oh, my God, my son has grown up. I don't have a little boy anymore. I've got a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that idea though of talking to a mm. scientist about why. Because even when we were on holidays, like in Bali, I was having a great time, mm. but it felt like it went forever. It's because you get up early. Yeah, maybe the whole day you're filling it. Maybe because the children were there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's work out what factor the children uh, have on time. Yeah, <laughs> 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 children really do have the ability to make something great or. Friggin' horrible, don't they? Yeah, it's true. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think yeah. always at the same time. Yeah, true. Yeah. They're tricky like that. Mm. Tricky like that. Uh, today's show was a big one. Was. Uh, we talked to Bloom, who is intersex. Always, I know this is going to sound so stupid, but it's hard to say intersex. She was. Uh, they were born with um, both female and male genitalia. But and even when we're talking to her, it does sound like you're saying you're intersex. I'm intersex too. You like yeah. sex? I like sex. Mm-hmm. I'm intersex. Isn't everyone intersex? Well, not yeah. everyone. I guess. It was amazing what they were saying about the percentage. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it can be varying. Like mm. it's not just um, uh, anatomy. Mm. It could be um, chromosomal mm-hmm. chromosome, or it could be hormones. Right. So there might be a lot of different variations of mm. it. But to say that it's 1.7 percent of the population is quite huge. Yeah. I wonder if there's a lot of people that don't find out as well. I don't even know. Yeah, that's true. Well, they might go uh, their whole life until they try and have children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. you could be late twenties, maybe thirties, mm-hmm. and you decide to have a family, and then yeah. that's when you find out. And you hear some people hormonally might never find out. You might yeah. get you're like I wonder if that is even to the point where sometimes you get you know um, males that could be more female like. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah. Uh, do they have different hormone ratios that they never get tested because there's no reason for it? Mm. Maybe. Interesting. Maybe. Also, uh, Katrina Gorry from the Matildas, yep. ahead of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, get a chat to her. Um, and uh, another episode of Truey. Ah, Truey. Truey. Oh, a special guest. Yeah, a special guest crossover appearance. They won't be coming back. Oh, no, they won't. <laughs> no, you got to remember it's cartoons. Cartoon. It's, it's like true. when they say the end, mm. it's like reset, yeah. anything can happen next week. Well, there's a lot true. of different family members. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. from and lots of different cuisines, essentially. That's true, too. It's a ripper. Mm-hmm. Stand by for it. True's on the way. And we'll give you answers to Alpha Bucks for tomorrow's game. Uh, here is the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Really? 
It's the biggest show on the planet. I'm going to say it. It is <laughs> massive and everyone loves it. Every week there's a new story about, oh, my American kids start saying Dunny and blah, 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 blah and all that. And I didn't know she was a girl and whatnot. But I think it's reached peak. I think it's at the point now, uh, Bluey, where it's so popular that it could do what a lot of other big shows have done. And that is crossover episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some very famous ones. Um, you remember Mork and Mindy? Robin yeah. Williams show he was an alien. Yeah. He actually started on Happy Days. Oh. Mm. He came and visited Richie Cunningham on Happy Days. Everyone loved that character, so what can we do with that? Yep. You know? So he yeah. got his own show. Um, you Did had... Neighbours and Home and Away, have they ever? Oh, I don't know. That would be a good don't one. Don't think so. Mm. I mean, different networks, but that if in Australia, if it was going to happen, that would be the two shows. Different mm. beaches. Different beaches. Yeah. 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 Well, no beach. Mm. Neighbours, yeah. no beach. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it, it's happened It's happened time and time again. And sometimes it works and, and sometimes it doesn't. But I think Louis is big enough that they could start crossing over. And there is a plethora of people you could choose because we're talking other... I'm not saying it wouldn't have to be like an Australian one. It could be any kid's show. Okay. You know, maybe they do go to the beach and yep. they run into the Octonauts. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Which I just sidebar have low-key started watching again just because I missed them and Rory wasn't into it anymore. But <laughs> new good ad- show, isn't it? Sucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, quasi. You know, yeah, but do you like when they move to the river and all that? Like, no. I just want them back at the ocean. Stay in the ocean. Yeah. Stay yeah. in your lane. Okay. Stay in your lane, guys. Uh, you could bring back the Teletubbies if you wanted to, you know, a little bit, yes. little bit retro, a little bit retro. Ren and Stimpy and well. Bluey. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to eat ratings, for the parents. Or? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course, it's on Netflix. you got to put in your age to watch it. Yeah, and you're not to share your password with anyone else either. So um, so this week's episode of Tree, yes, they are going to have a surprise visitor from another hugely popular kids TV show. Uh, and um, I think you'll all recognise this person um, from their time in the spotlight. They were, they were kind of actually the bluey of their time, I think. Um, just as big, just as popular, just as successful. Um, so here is this week's episode of Truey. Today's episode of Truey is called Sunday Lunch. Ah, oh, kids, it's Sunday. That means we all get to sit down together and have a big Sunday roast. Honey, kids, I'm home. I've got the roast. Hello, I'm Peppa Pig. <laughs> Shut up, lunch. <laughs> Truey! She would be delicious, yeah. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on B105. FIFA Women's World Cup, the biggest women's sporting event ever held in this country, the FIFA Women's World Cup. This is so exciting, yeah. The FIFA Women's World Cup is going to kick off on July the 20th, but the 22nd is uh, the first game at Brisbane Stadium. Mm-hmm. I've yes. got to get that right. Formerly known as Suncorp Stadium, but for the naming rights. Can we call it Suncorp until it starts? Well, I think we can. It's right. just they're not. They're not because Suncorp doesn't mean anything around the world. They're like, what is a Suncorp? <laughs> That's true. Um, and one of the stars of um, our Australian team, we're very, very happy to have her on, uh, Katrina Gorry. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Now you first started playing at Mount Cravat with the Mount Cravat Hawks, and you've got like over eighty-eight caps. You know, international caps to your name. Is this like such an honour though to play in your home state? Yeah, it's massive for me. I yeah, grew up playing at Malcavad and um, eventually went to the QAS, the Queensland Academy of Sports. So um, that, that was my home for a long time. So to kind of be back there for our base camp, um, 
it's definitely pretty special and to have family and friends being able to follow the journey so closely, it's going to be incredible. Playing overseas, you'd have so many people ask you about like the the, the natives, you know, like like, like uh, kangaroos, are they oh, just yeah. out and about, <clears throat> or, you know, koalas, can you hug them? Did you know just uh, recently on the weekend they had to stop a game just at Carindale because a koala had a joey on its back and, and went through across. the game? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I have to tell everyone about that because I think they're more scared of the spiders than the snakes. So <laughs> yeah. I think if they hear a cute story like that, they'll be more than happy to come over. Mm. Tell, tell them that they took down the signs and it was actually Snake Stadium um, that you guys will be playing in. That's getting to the minds of the other team. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. 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 I might do that, actually. That's, that's a good yeah. player. Yeah. Um, you're engaged to a Swedish football player. Will you guys, will you be playing against each other in this competition? No, she's, she's not on the national team, so that's a good thing for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she, she's now full Aussie, uh, well, so she says. So, yeah, she'll be cheering for us the whole time, I, I hope, anyway. Because that yeah. really would be mate against mate. I know. <laughs> yeah, there better not be a secret Swedish jersey under her. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys played on the same team or you play on the same team? They do. That's how they yeah, get together. Yeah, we play no. on the same club team. <laughs> no. You know what I meant, <laughs> Katrina. <laughs> yeah, on the same club team. <laughs> and you, this must be different for you going back and such an honour to go back um, after the birth of your beautiful girl, yeah. Harper, who can I just say in all your photos, it looks like she just has so many aunties <laughs> because when you're playing, a lot of different teammates are cuddling her. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's, it's really been incredible, obviously. The, the plan was always to try and get back to the World Cup. I didn't really know how it was going to go, but... Um, yeah, the journey's just, yeah, of course, there's tough days, but it's been incredible. And, and to see her growing up and having so many aunties and, you know, the faces light up when she walks into the, to the meal room at night time. So, yeah, it's incredible. It makes me pretty emotional most days when I lay embedded and reflect on kind of the journey we've had and what we're about to experience as well. How amazing has your early coaches been? Like, do they have such an important place in your heart because Maddie over there is the coach <laughs> of the under nines team. Centenary um, Stormers. Yeah. Has been Googling the rules. <laughs> and watching Ted Lasso. And watching Ted Lasso. So, I mean, <laughs> any advice hey, you for him? you have to start somewhere. Yeah. 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 But to be the inspirational uh, coach for a lot of young kids? Yeah. It, they have all played a really important role, obviously. As a kid, they kind of shaped uh, the player you become and they all you know you, you reflect back on, on your career and every coach that you've had and you know they, they've changed your game in slightly different ways and you know they've inspired you to continue going along the way so I'm definitely grateful for, for the journey that I've had and, and all the coaches that I've experienced even when I was in under nines or under sixes you still remember those ones there you go Maddie you're screwing up a whole generation one of them. Of oh your dad yeah. was yeah, there you go. Yeah, he coached yeah. a long yeah. way. Wow. How good you go. Xander uh, could be in the World Cup. Oh, oh I'd like that. That'd be, that'd be wonderful. Be made. Tell you what. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, yeah, I coach my son's team. Um, and um, your your coach might do a similar thing to what I do, and that Probably is not. split split you into halves <laughs> for the last 15 minutes of training, and the winning team wins Skittles. So Yeah, he does do that. Yeah, I thought, see, <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was a big, it was a big thing in the soccer world. <laughs> we, need, we need a reason to win, and Skittles 
teams are definitely up there. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Let me Tasting take, the rainbow. It's expensive training an under nines team because you do the Skittles thing once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they every bloody week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and what's the preparation been like for, for you girls? Because, um, you know, everyone lives e- everywhere around the country and around the world. And where do you all, how long have you come together to train for this competition? We, we've been pretty lucky. So most of our girls play over in the UK and they finished their season uh, pretty early. So they've been in camp for four weeks now. Right, excellent. Um, and they've been moved around. So they got to enjoy the Gold Coast for a little bit and now in Melbourne. Um, and I flew down, flew last week. Um, our season in Sweden goes for a little bit longer. So I've been here for a week now and it's, it's been really nice. We've kept it really casual. When we're on the training pits, we're obviously working hard, but for the rest of the time, we can go see family. We can, you know, enjoy Melbourne's coffee and just not feel like we're under pressure all the time. So mm. it's actually been in a really good balance. And we head to Brisbane on Sunday or Saturday after our game against France. So uh, nice. it'll be exciting to get there. I think it'll all feel a bit more real, and um, we'll, we'll definitely be feeling the hype there. Very good. You're you're going along to some games, Abs. Yeah, I, I didn't manage to get games to the Matildas. I'll put my list on it if, if anyone wants to resell they it. They that pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. but I am going to go to the um, the first game I wanted to um, on July right. the 22nd. Great. So. Very good. Uh, well, Katrina, uh, thank you so much. Best of luck uh, to all the girls. If you do win the whole competition, we will buy you all Skittles from B105. <laughs> oh, okay? Thank so you. Best right, of I'll luck. let the girls know. Ooh, yeah, they're good. please they're do. Win. Please do. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Hey, everyone. Producer Ash. <laughs> I have, a, I have a surprise. Okay. Do you know what it is? Can you already no, that's, tell? No, that's, that's, that's not a surprise then. That's just, no, that's no can you give us a clue? I'm the worst at keeping secrets. You really are because you go, mm. I've got a surprise for you. It's not good, but it is good. But don't get too excited. Like I, I get nervous that no one is going to care about my surprise. We'll pretend. But this one We're is pretty cool. Acting. We are great So uh, here it is. Oh, that was quick. Oh, yeah, rip it off. Okay. Yeah. okay. So just give it a puppy. Bang. Here's my surprise. It's in this bag here. Right. Um, remember yesterday when we spoke to... Uh, oh, Eucalyptus? No. Oh, Jonathan uh, Thurston. Yeah, yeah. So at least remember this. This is yesterday. Before the boys are running out, there's like someone holding something and they all take a whiff of it and it seems like when they, they perk up. What is that that they're taking a whiff of? Normally Eucalyptus. So it's in a bucket um, that they yeah, put their head in and it just clears the nose and uh-huh. the throat and everything. Uh, make sure your airways are all clean and ready to roll. Yeah, right. I want that before we come in. Yeah. A little bit of Vicks. Mm. Can we get that organised? <laughs> and guess what, Stav? We can get that organised because oh. I'm very efficient. Did I've organised it. Okay. I want a bucket I put my head in. To play, play the one that goes, dun, 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 when someone wins Apple Bucks. <laughs> All we do is win. We've got it. We've got it. Is that what you want? Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, okay, so what so is this is actually is that the actual concoction that they they sniff on before no, they play the game. This is actually the tears of the Maroons team from last <laughs> night. No, it's um. So I've she's got a, you. She's obviously from New South, South Wales. Wales. I've got you, you um well, a little bucket okay. and yeah. it's filled with hot water yeah. and eucalyptus oil. So Abby, right. I'm going to give it to you to smell I first. I'm going to put my head in the bucket. It was highly featured last night. They, they, yeah. they, well, the commentators were actually discussing Ooh, it that. last night. Yeah, have a listen to this. What's in the bucket, Gus? What are they sticking their head in there? I've got no idea. You better ask the Queenslander about that. It could be anything. <laughs> a couple of smelling salts. I know nothing. Does it make you feel good? Do you yeah, like I love it? it. It's like when you, um, when you had a cold and your mum used to put you over a bucket mm. of like hot water mm. with eucalyptus and you had a towel over your head. Remember that? Mm. Do you want to try stuff? <laughs> it's good. I like it. If we can keep up that tradition. So do you amazing. want this every morning or? Yes, please. 
That is good. Yeah. I'll take it. What, what's the one in the movies that they put a, a hanky over their face and Laura they fall Form. asleep? Can I have oh. some of that? <laughs> doesn't work. I'm not going to drug I you. Know. No, I'm trying to perk everyone yeah, up. Like you'd, need, you'd need to hold it over their face for like 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, was, it was massive. I mean, I, so they say, I don't know. Well, no, I think if you hold it over their face for 10 minutes, they don't pass out from the chloroform. It's probably because they can't breathe. I don't don't think you have to hold it in before you cough, (laughs) just so so you're aware. (laughs) I reckon reckon it could use a bit more yuki. Yeah, Yeah. I think it could do stronger. Bring it it around. Can I have a sniff? Yeah, Definitely could do stronger, please. I've got got the good stuff Mm. right here. So that Mm. was about half a bottle I've put in. Right. No, I think it needs more. Okay. I want a real hit. Yeah, all right. Why don't we just take this then? That's a good point. What you need to what <laughs> no, you need to remember stronger, stronger mm. out of there. everyone's um, amount tolerance they can take is different. Is different. Yeah. So yeah. you might have a high tolerance. One hundred percent. Years of use. Years of use. Are of, you a cool park koala? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not the well. No. Uh, <laughs> oh shit. Oh, see, really? Yeah, that does get you. Mm. I get why they do it. Because you yeah. imagine you do that and then you run out like. Having that sensation and then running out into the cold air. Yeah. Yes. It would just... mm-hmm. What do they give boxes in between rounds? I think that is smelling salts under the nose. Smelling salts? So yeah, what's the difference between smelling they salts? They smell bad and they just sort of, oh, hello. Uh, oh, I'm so here. it's not nice smell. Yeah, yeah. All right. I don't, oh. want, I don't want that one. Don't okay, we'll that one. stick with mm. the eucalyptus. I like it. Is Thank that you. the other one from the movies when people are passed out and they yeah, snap sm- that little thing yeah. under their nose and it wakes them up? Mm-hmm. Does that work in real life? So what you need to get is get the chlorophyll to put them to sleep and the smelling salts to wake them up. That's how they do it in the movies. <laughs> yeah. Is that? Yeah. Is, but is none of that real? No, smelling salts is real. Yeah, and chloroform is real. It just doesn't work the way it works in the movies. You would, you do have, you'd have to inhale it for a lot longer than just put it over okay. your mouth and faint. When have you tried that? I, I one of those stupid things that you the, see in the movies, movies that don't actually yeah. really yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, I got mine a little bit. Anyway, so that's oh. a surprise. That's good. Thank you. Thank no you. problem. Yeah, never, never a good <laughs> you talked that down and that was a great surprise. Okay, great surprise. Great. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. On work from home. Work, 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 work. Go to work. Flexible working arrangements, they really were a thing during COVID. Mm-hmm. And then after COVID, everyone's like, hey, we're into a good thing. Why do we need a change? I don't want to get out of my pyjamas. Oh, no way. There's mm. a lot of businesses that are now saying, no, 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 uh, it's it's changed now. Okay, guys, come back into the office. Yeah. And everyone's like, no, I don't want to. Uh, Commonwealth Bank has uh, been the latest one that came under fire because they have asked their employees, well, sorry, they've stipulated that their employees have to come back to spend 50% of their monthly hours in the office. So just mm. half of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're being challenged by the Union in Fair Work Commission because because they're not happy with it. They're like, no, no, no. Uh, there's some uh, councils mm-hmm. in, I think that was in Victoria, New South Wales. Randwick Council in New was South it? Wales. Yeah. yeah, they've said you have to come back and mm-hmm. they started, uh, they gave them uh, a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Now they've had to extend it to three months so mm-hmm. that everyone can organise their childcare, they right. said. Right. Which, yeah. Are these the... the- Council workers who work on the roads, mm. they want to keep working from home. It's <laughs> <laughs> in their lounge room with their stop yeah. signs. You know who I feel sorry for because, you know, they were already struggling, but you've got to think about them. Car parks. They'd have yeah. to be struggling. Yeah. You know, well, kings. They're saying it's a real concern for people in the city, like a lot of shops, a lot of businesses. And that's why uh, a lot of, I guess, government officials are saying, no, we really need to get people back into Mm. the workforce. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there there has been a bit of, like Jeff Kennett, who's a former uh, Premier, Mm -hmm. he has been ridiculed for suggesting that staff who work from home should be paid less. Social patterns have changed. Do we pay those who are going to work a travelling allowance? Major companies are working to entice, or in some cases order, staff back on site. Mm. Should they be paid less? Or should the people that go into work be paid more? 
I think it depends. What if the people who go into work are less productive than the people who are at home? Well, that's always the case with every employee. That's true. You know, I, yeah. Yeah, I would say yeah. it's more about because you don't you, that, all that thing. You don't have uh, travel expenses. You don't have to pay for parking. A lot of people do when they go to work or public transport mm. as well. So you are saving some money somewhere. Uh, and then, so effectively, you are earning more than someone who does go into the office, technically. So I wouldn't be against that. and Or as, as an option. Look, you can come into the office and get yep. paid this, or you can work from home and get paid that. Oh, yeah. And then you yeah. take it into consideration. Mm. And you're like, no, nah, because I've got time then to drop off the kids at school. Mm. I can also cook at home. Yep. Put yeah, a load money on. you're saving on lunch as well. The dog I bought during COVID is not alone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and all this. I mean, that's not technically the uh, owner's responsibility, but, you know, your, your coffee's in the morning when at the coffee shop on the way in and all that kind of yeah. thing. You wouldn't be doing that. It'll be home coffees and stuff. See, I, I, I think I've changed my mind on it. Mm. Like, I don't, I think it's output. So if you work from home and you get the job done better than someone who's in the office... I don't think it should really matter. Like you're not, you shouldn't punish someone for being able to be self-productive rather than being watched in the office. A lot of them aren't watched though, because there's no bosses here. Yeah. One of my friends who worked from home, I said, "Is it as effective?" And she said, "No way." Mm. She said, "You miss out on the conversations that you have. You know, just chit chat that might bring something out that brings about because she's in a creative role. Mm. So she goes, you bring in to that, and she goes, and when I'm at home, sometimes I don't have." that much work to do so I just don't do it where right. if I was at work and I didn't have much work to do I would go and say hey is there anything I can do for you mm. but she goes I'm not going to call up and say hey no that's what can true I do? but See, my, that's you know individuals my wife works from home uh, and biased. I think um, she's always worked from home though hasn't yeah, she yeah that's true oh the, well last for this company. five years no yeah. before this she was on the road as a right. rep right um, but she, I reckon she works more because she works mm. from yeah. home like she'll like, you'll see, like, dinner, if I'm cooking dinner and dinner's not ready till, like, 6.30, she'll just stay in her office working. Yeah. She doesn't have that, I've got to travel home. Because she's so. in a management role, so she has to get it done. Do you know what I mean? And she's yeah. part in the company, so she wants it to succeed. I wonder if there's any of her employees that... Um, yeah, I, I reckon they would. Mm. I don't know. I think I just think it's that's the time that we live in mm. now, you know. And companies can save money by not having offices. That's true. So then they've got more money to pay people. When you do say that, though, Manny, about you think they, they shouldn't get paid um, less, what about the people that can't work from... Because it's a huge swathe of the population yeah. that physically cannot work from home. You can't have a yeah. surgeon working Imagine from home. Imagine my childcare going, I am looking after your kid just on a screen. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> no, no, don't put that down. Oh. You go to the theatre. The, the performance of Sleeping Beauty will perform working from home. <laughs> your surgeon stage. will yeah, now yeah. be conducting the surgery. Yeah, there is yeah. a lot. It's interesting. Yeah. I guess from the other hand too, so if someone can do a driveway, like concrete a driveway, mm. and they can do it in six hours, mm. but someone can do it in four hours at exactly the same quality, Mm. Should the four hours get paid more or less? Well, that's that's when it comes into that they're working well, the by the hour and they'll make that work for six. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah. if they can do the same quality of work. Mm. Hey, Jess. Hi, how are you? Good. <laughs> what do you think about working from home? You think you should get paid less? No, look, um, you get paid for the work that you put out, right? So I work hybrid, so I work two days um, office, mm -hmm. three days from home. I feel more productive working from home because I don't have the distractions of other people. Mm -hmm. um, like people just being able to turn to you right beside you and say, hey, can you help me with this? Or um, show me how to do this or whatever. So I think they should offer people that go into the office maybe travel allowance. Mm. Yeah. Like they would with uniform allowance for the people that, you know, have to mandatorily wear uniform. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I just feel that if they sit there and do the whole, you get paid different wages depending on working from home or not working from home, it's just going to start a whole new discriminatory agenda, mm. such as like the females getting paid less than the males. Mm, that's true. It's yeah, just going to start that. a what? whole new kettle of fish because there's going to be people uproaring about it. Yeah. Does work your, does your work have now, uh, like, a, does it have a big workspace now that people aren't going into? Is that a concern or have they managed to sort of downgrade it? Yeah, so um, we, I work for a massive Queensland company. So we actually have a campus. There's eight buildings in it, um, on our campus. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of space, but we have this thing where on an internet you can actually book a table. So the day that you know that you're going to be in the office, you can book uh, yeah. um, your space, your, yeah. A desk, yeah, correct. Oh, that's cool. Um, but obviously teams have their areas as well. So Mondays we have to mandatorily come in and then we can pick whatever day um, we want, our second days, whatever. Mm. Yeah. The only thing I think for people working at home is the work needs to pay for a high-speed internet. Because mm. during COVID, when you were talking to someone from a company that was at home and their phone line was terrible yeah, and yeah. the internet was down. And a soundproof room. <laughs> yes. So you don't yeah. so is that your dog? Barking. What dog do you yeah, have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they weren't yeah. productive when I was asking 10,000 questions <laughs> yeah. about that. Uh, Tim's on with us from Asplee. What do you reckon, Tim? Hello. People who work from yeah. home, should they get paid less than those in the office? Absolutely not, because like I work from home three days a week mm-hmm. and then two days in office, and my office like will like offer o- overtime like every single day just like catching up on on the emails, mm-hmm. and I'm more than happy to put my hand up for like overtime because like if I do overtime in the, in, in the office day if I finish at four mm-hmm. and like I do three hours overtime I don't want to be finishing at six then basically sitting on public transport for like forty five minutes and then getting home at seven o'clock at night mm-hmm. I would rather do o- overtime and like do it from my home. So like I know I finish from my home instead of basically just like getting yeah. home like seven o'clock at night. It's a very different feeling. And plus, in the mornings, I can do my morning walk as well. Like it's a lot better for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I feel a lot more active and and productive. Does your work uh, have a way of like? Do they monitor when you're sort of I don't know if it's a system where you're logged in or is it just a trust system where they know that you just need to get the output oh, done? Oh no no no. So ba- basically, we are monitors. So basically, when we hop hop on queue, they can see. And if we're late on queue, they, they'll be able they to see, see that. Like, yeah. yeah, they yeah. can monitor everything. Yeah, okay. okay. There's even software, I'm pretty sure, that can determine, like it has a timer that can see if your mouse has moved mm-hmm. at a certain amount of time. Yeah. So like if, if the mouse doesn't sit still, the computer just, like if you log in and let it idle, I think it can set off mm-hmm. a little alarm. Have Sounds you, like something you've got to train your dog to do. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, if I just sit there and my computer basically, like, like, like the screen turns off, mm-hmm. I'll, like on my screen, it'll go on there like, and it'll say I'm currently away from my desk but I'm there most of the time it's like yeah and then most, <laughs> most, most of the time like my boss will call me and be like hey what, what's going on mm. I'm like oh shit <laughs> move the mouse move the mouse yeah so you're probably being monitored more than if you were That's in the office what I was thinking yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, hey Lawrence what do you reckon hey Lawrence hey hey uh, yeah I reckon we should get paid more for working from home oh why um well, for a start, I'll be using my own electricity, uh, yeah. my own Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you're able to work from home, the the running costs are reduced for the employer. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Just a thought. It might yeah, be a way, no, Lawrence, but it might be one of those, um, I guess, work perks or sort of um, allowances are put in. And then if it is allowance, you're not able to claim it on tax. At the moment, you can still claim it on tax if it's yeah, not an allowance. True. So I guess it's... 
much of a muchness, really. Mm. But, yeah, yeah I, I guess if the employer is making savings on those running costs, they could pass that on to the employee. But, mm. you know, that never yeah. happens usually. No, Imagine if true. you've got your desk at work and you're like, oh, I'm not going to use it, but I'll put it up in sort of a desk put it for rent. So someone else will come in and be like, hey, Jerry, how are you going? Where are you from? <laughs> oh, hustle. he just sold. Yeah. yeah. Money to be made. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Forgive me for being so inquisitive. Do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? This is when we chat to someone who has something unique about them Mm -hmm. and we get to ask questions because sometimes when you learn that, you go, oh, I don't want to offend, so I'm not going to say anything. Mm. This is your opportunity to ask questions so that you can be more informed. Mm -hmm. Today we're joined by Bloom, who is intersex. Morning, Bloom. Hi. How are you guys going? Great. (laughs) Can you tell us what, I guess, the moment when you found out this when you were 16 years of age? Uh, describe the moment I found out? Yeah, like, because this is a time that you went to the doctors, is that correct? Uh-huh, yes. So, um, I went to the doctor for an unrelated reason, and I just happened to mention that I was not going through puberty, and I didn't have my period yet, and so they were like, okay, we'll just check that out and do some tests. And then one day um, I went to the doctor completely unassuming and, yeah, they kind of dropped the bomb on me and I was pretty confused. Can you explain for people, and it's so great that you talk about it to educate people, but what exactly is intersex? So um, intersex is an umbrella term for a range of biological variations that aren't um, technically male or female. So uh, when someone is born without meeting the exact criteria of the male and female phenotype, Mm -hmm. um, so if you think of male and female as categories and underneath each category, there's a list of attributes that make up that category. Intersex is when you kind of have a mixture of those attributes. So it could be chromosomes, hormones, and sometimes um, genitalia that differs from the typical standards. Right. Does that make yeah. it? That makes it even a little bit harder for than a, a normal um, condition because even people with your condition, they're all different in that condition in themselves. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So there's loads and loads of different types of intersex, and there's loads of ways that you can be intersex. Like it's it's not you know a third gender or anything like that, but it is. Yeah, a term used for a variety of different biological variations. Mm. You have said that the doctors told you to keep it a secret. What, why was that? Yeah. <laughs> um, historically, intersex people have been faced with a lot of discrimination. Um, and doctors advise us to keep it a secret for our own protection. Wow. Um, which I think, you know, in my opinion, is really counterproductive because if we're trying to keep this a secret, um, it's just going to cause more harm and Mm. make it more of a weird thing. But it's actually very common. It's estimated that 1.7% of the population is born with an intersex variation, and that's about the same as having red hair. So if you think of how many redheads you've ever met in Mm -hmm. your life, that's how many intersex people you would have met. But... um. Yeah, keeping it quiet is kind of for our own protection and a lot of people feel like they don't have to disclose it, rightfully so. But, um, 
Yeah, I'm on a mission to change that mm-hmm. and make it really well known to people so that intersex people don't feel like they have to hide. And you got a free trip overseas out of it because your mum took you to an intersex convention in America shortly after you were diagnosed. That's that's pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> would, would, was that extraordinary to meet a lot of different yeah. people going through the same thing? Yeah, it was awesome. I felt, I mean, because when I was diagnosed, you know, I felt like I was the only person in the world that was ever going to experience the stuff that I was experiencing and like all of the stress and you know low-key trauma that Mm. I was going through um accepting this and then meeting people with my exact condition which is androgen insensitivity syndrome and then lots of other conditions as well and just feeling like a community and feeling like oh there's actually people that get it So um, if you'd like to ask any questions, um, Bloom is completely open to this. This is about educating. So 131060, um, if you met Bloom on the street and um, they shared this information with you and the first question that would come to your mind, um, feel free to ask on 131060. Um, you have the pronouns they, them, Bloom, but mm-hmm. until that day when you were 16 you went to the doctor um, mm. and you found out you uh, had internal testicles, were you thinking, I am... A female? Did you identify as a female up until that day? Yeah, I mean, when I was a child and um, in my early teens, I hadn't delved too far deep into exploring my gender identity or anything like that. Um, I was, I obviously knew that something was a little bit different because I had not started really going through all of the things that my friends were going through. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess I just thought I was, well, normal, I guess, whatever normal means. Mm. <laughs> All right. First caller is Amy from Ferndale. You're on with, um, Blue? No, uh, Chloe. Chloe? Chloe is the first caller. We now. are such professionals. Yeah. What's broken? Is your screen broken? Screen's over? broken. Screen's broken. Okay. Well, sorry. <laughs> Bloom, oh. you're on with Chloe. Yeah. No, it's his, it's his mind that's broken. Okay. It's all it's good. Struggle through. Take it away, Chloe. <laughs> Hi, Bloom. How are you going? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, thank you. Do you mind if I ask you a question? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so, question is, how did you manage with um, partners like dating and intimacy and stuff? Because I feel like it probably does have its challenges and it actually piqued my interest when I started listening to this segment. So, Yeah, okay. So, um, I mean, it's been pretty all right. Um, I'm in a long-term relationship now. It's never really caused a problem whenever I've told anyone. Um, I do identify as queer, so everyone that I date um, has a pretty open mind. Um, But as far as intimacy goes, that was a bit difficult to begin with. You can learn more about it on my, like, TikTok or my um, podcast, I tell my whole life story, but I was born without a vagina. So um, I had to make one for myself. So actually, it's starting my whole journey of dating and sex was very difficult. Um, but now, now that I can have sex, it's, everything is fine. And um, yeah, I've never had a problem with it. Like, uh, but as I said, I'm, I'm only dating people with pretty open minds anyway. Do you mind if I ask, um, with those three categories, Do you is there any reason that you need to take hormones? Because sometimes hormones can affect different things in your body. Have you needed to take those? Um, so I didn't actually need to take any um, 
Uh, so I have no male hormone mm-hmm. androgen. Um, my body is just completely intolerant to it. Um, and my estrogen levels are a little bit low. So I started taking estrogen so that I could grow some boobs um, when I was younger, but I didn't necessarily need it. And then I stopped taking it because I just, um, I, I didn't feel like it was necessary and I didn't really like taking the synthetic hormone. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Akira is joining us this morning. Hey, Akira. Hi. Hi, Bloom. Um, thanks for sharing your story. Do you mind if I ask a question? Sure. Go for <laughs> it. Um, when you were my age, I'm 11, did you feel more like a boy or a girl? Um, when I was 11, I definitely felt more like a girl. I, I felt, yeah, I, I didn't have any reason to believe that I was any different. Um, and yeah, as I was saying before, I think I was in my own journey, not really exploring my gender identity. That wasn't even a really a big concept for me. Yeah. I think what's what's different with your story, and that's not to take anything away from anyone, is um, people who may um, identify differently. You were faced with a like a crossroads where you had to come to a point where you had to think about it, right? Rather than yeah, sort of decide, absolutely. oh, do I feel this way? Or do I not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I didn't even think it was going to be something that I would ever think about. Um, but when I was diagnosed, you know, these these doctors and everything were like, oh, don't worry, everyone's still going to think you're a woman, you're still a woman, blah, 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 like, mm. and just saying all this stuff to me. And I was like, I kind of feel like a failure of a woman or mm. I, I just kind of don't feel like a woman anymore. So that choice in choosing to identify as non-binary was so powerful for me because I was like, oh, okay, I don't have to feel like a failure of a woman. Like, I can just feel like myself. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Amy from Ferndale, you're on with Bloom. What's your question? Hey, Bloom. Firstly, I think you're really articulate and would make a great keynote speaker for diversity and inclusion. Um, but do you mind if I ask? Yes, you're welcome. Do you mind if I ask, um, if you wanted to, can you have children? What does that look like um, for you? Uh, unfortunately not. So, um, yeah, for more information on exactly how my situation works, you can uh, look me up. But... Um, I was born without any uh, internal reproductive system um, of, of a female. So basically on the okay. inside, I am uh, just like how a guy would be. So I don't have any like uterus, mm. fallopian tubes, anything like that. So the testes that I have are underdeveloped. So I actually don't have any like sperm or anything like that. Um, so having children for me biologically would be impossible at this stage. Bloom, has there ever been, um, I'm, I'm trying to think through it, because, I mean, at 16, mm. I guess, you, you might have looked up to celebrities, I guess, and you were saying that you couldn't really have anyone out there. Was there. Is there any sort of people in the public eye that have come out a little bit more about intersex? Um, I mean, it's it's getting a little bit better. I mean, there's you always hear about, like, these rumours when you're intersex that, oh, this such a such celebrity is intersex and they're just doing all these things to hide it and blah 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 um and that kind of makes you feel really shitty because you're like oh okay this person is intersex and they're going through this whole 
thing to try and disprove that that's not what they are. Mm. Um, it puts a lot of shame on you. But yeah. I think, especially with this generation coming up and, um, you know, this big seismic shift for the queer community and the trans community, it kind of allows more space for intersex people to feel comfortable. And yeah. I feel, um, yeah, there's a big change coming for us. And there are more of us standing up and saying, this is who we are and we're not going to apologize for it because we were just born this way. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough too. Yeah. Yep. Well, you can check you out, uh, Bloom Kind on Instagram um, and also I'm assuming the same on TikTok. And you've got music out as well on Spotify under Mystic Tea Party. Yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> busy, busy. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your honesty. Um, it is so uh, appreciated. Thanks for sharing. Thank you so much. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. I felt for a lot of customers when they were freaking out about a bridal shop that has closed and a lot of them are just weeks away from their wedding and uh, we spoke to the shops in Paddington. We spoke to Monica yesterday um, about her wedding dress who is it's stuck in the shop really. She can't get access to it before the wedding but she's paid for it all. You've gone there. It's called Stunning Wedding Dresses um, in Paddington. I'm sorry if that's the first time some people have heard about it because how did you hear about the, the shop being shut? Just on a news.com article. So that was really great. And <laughs> my maid of honour um, had to forward that to me. So she was terrified. We were both scared. But, yeah, here we are. Have you paid for the dress in full? Uh, it was an 80% deposit um, to have it started in production. Um, so that's been paid, yeah. The wedding dress is probably the most important outfit you wear. Yes. Yeah. You know, no one cares what the groom's got on. Or nope. the no, I did ask. I did ask Monica if her partner's got the suits. Monica, mm-hmm. um, your partner still hasn't got the suits, right? Yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right. He didn't. still hasn't done that. I just didn't know if yesterday we spoke about it, and he goes, "Oh, that's Sprung right." Into action. <laughs> I've got to yeah. get it done. Still didn't into action. Still not prompted. That's yeah. all good. We'll get there. You seem like you are dealing with this really well. We we're all saying yesterday that you seem so composed about it. Has it had time to set in, or you're still like, "Okay, I'm okay." Um, yeah, I think I'm still just like, I'm okay, it's going to be fine, I'm sure everything will work out the way it's supposed to, I'm hoping. Very um, chill. However, however that comes about, so be it, you mm. know what I mean? Well, we just thought you sounded so lovely and you were dealing with it so well, but I just know as it gets closer to the wedding, you're going to be freaking out about the money that you've spent and you've still got no dress. So um, mm. there is a place that is dear to me. It's where I always go and get all my dresses. Um, and her name is Tanya Olson. She's a, Olson. She's a local designer. And next door to that, she actually has um, Sentani, who has some beautiful briding, bridal um, dresses. And Trish from there joins us. And you've got some exciting news for Monica. I certainly do. Hello, Monica. How are you? Hi, how are you? Good, good, darling. I heard your story and I want to just let you know I understand where you're coming from. I'm goodness, I'm a designer from St. Tani and I've got some beautiful gowns and I want to let you know <laughs> that I want to offer you a free styling session and you can come and meet the designer as well in my store. I know how it feels when you're at, oh my goodness, it can be a very stressful time, my darling, and I know hardship and that's what we're about. So I want to offer you this expi- exciting experience and you have to cost you a thing. <laughs> oh, thank you, you so think? much. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. That, that's so great. I'm really appreciative of that. Thank you. That's beautiful. But we understand. Look, you understand how hard it is. It's so terrible. We were, we were experienced as well through floods and things like that and hardship. 
Mm. So we want to give back. And that's when we, I heard your story yesterday. I was like, oh, my God, heartfelt. I felt for you. So I totally understand where you're coming, what happens in your situation and other people's situation. It happens to people walk in. We want to offer these top beautiful things um, regarding styles and everything else that Tanya has. Her designs are amazing, darling. They are quite beautiful and affordable. Um, so I'm so excited. I'm so excited to do this for you. Thank you so much. I'm really excited as well. Like, that's amazing. I am keeping it together. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really um, generous of you. And thank you so much, guys. That's awesome. So it must be nice to have all your dress sorted then. Yes, absolutely. And then the next thing, I'll get this, I'll get him onto the suit soon, I'm sure. Look, they like, can't help you with suits, okay? They can't no, help you with okay. the suits, all right? No, no we okay. can't do suits. We <laughs> definitely fine, can't do suits, sorry. No. Free wedding dress, yes. Okay. Free wedding dress, but the rest, no. And it's really yeah, affordable. No, he can work that out. He can work yeah, that out. Oh my goodness. Have you got <laughs> yeah. trends and colours yet? Have you decided on that? <laughs> oh, no, I might need to help with that. But anyway, we'll oh. get there. <laughs> <laughs> We've got heaps. We have heaps. We have a whole range of different sizes, very affordable and gowns, like from size yeah. two to two forty. And it's from ranges all different kinds. It's classic looks, my darling, to very yeah. versatile. Just get so. in early because normally I go and see Trish and I said, I need a dress for tomorrow. <laughs> and she's like, it needs to be altered. And she goes, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Monica, there you go. Um, sorry, it's not the, the, the dress that you had has caused you so much stress, but this one um, will be absolutely beautiful. And um, there you go. Your wedding dress has all been sorted. So that's a little something to Thank take you. off your mind. Thank you so much. I'm sure um, it'll be amazing. It might even be better. So thank you so it will much. Be, it will be better. No yeah. doubt. Well, no, doubt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, good on you, Trish. Thank you so much for um, your generosity. You're amazing. Oh, no problem. You're quite welcome. Good stuff. Okay, it's... we're just off Milton just to let you know too. We're just down the road from Park Road. <laughs> All Excellent. Right, all right, Good stuff. Thank you. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Alpha Box tomorrow, the 14th of July. It is worth $10,000 at 8 o'clock. Hit us with some answers, Stabby Boy. All right, your letter is R, and some of your answers are Ron Weasley, Raspberry, and Reef. Place your hands. Oh, yeah, great song. Great song. Great song. Who sang one of the great songs? Yeah. And <laughs> name another one of their songs. Ah, oh, dear. <laughs> uh, all righty, see you guys tomorrow. Have a great one. Any last uh, words, Abs? Yeah, that was great! <laughs>